This is Talk of the Town. I'm Bob Cudmore on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5 FM. Joining us is Kathy Sheehan, the mayor of Albany. And we're going to start with a constituent question uh, for the mayor. Uh, the uh, constituent writes, Hello, Mayor Sheehan. I appreciate your hard work on behalf of Albany. The one major concern many residents have is the Albany Landfill, located adjacent to one of our most beautiful and vulnerable environmental spaces, the Pine Bush. There have been studies, expansion, and an inherent monetary incentive to the city to keep the Rap Road facility open, this landfill. Does your administration have both a finite date for and closure plan for the current Albany landfill? Well, we we don't have a finite date, but we do have the current inputs indicating that the facility will have exhausted its available space by the beginning of 2023. And that date has been um, expanding because we've been intentionally reducing the amount of waste in the landfill. Once the landfill is full, the city will have to pay to haul its garbage to some other disposal facility. Mm -hmm. So we're seeking to extend that time period so that we can have a plan in place that is affordable for our residents, for the city, and that will allow us the opportunity to plan for that. We do not intend to and nor are we allowed to under our DEC permit expand the landfill. Mm -hmm. I want us to be out of the landfill business and moving towards a incentive for reducing the amount of waste that we're creating in our households in Albany. We do have a plan to cap the landfill. We also have a restoration project that we were required to uh, execute by the DEC, which is uh, helping to restore some of that terrain to the pine bush. And uh, one thing that many people may not understand is that we actually, much of the preserve is owned by the city, but it is subject to a conservation easement with the commission. And so there is a significant amount of valuable land that the city has already provided to the commission and to this wonderful, beautiful resource and unique resource that we have that we call the pine bush. If you have questions for the mayor to use on the program, you can send an email to askkathy, that's Kathy with a K, at albanyny.gov. Moving on to some stories in the news. Infrastructure. One of President Trump's initiatives, or President-elect Trump, is to spend federal money on America's infrastructure. You recently proposed a wish list for Albany, starting with linking the city back to its waterfront. Sounds like a noble goal, but what what is the what are you going to do there? Well, if you talk to anybody in Albany, one of the things that they say about the their top thing that if they could have wave a magic wand or you know have unlimited resources, what would we do? And it would be to either get rid of or bury 787 so that we could reconnect with our waterfront. Um, but that project being something that is uh, you know much further in the future, if if we are able to have it happen at all. Um, I still want to have it on the radar screen. We'd love to be better linked mm -hmm. to our riverfront. But we also have other infrastructure projects, such as repurchasing our streetlights, which would result in operating savings for the city. And so that would be have an immediate impact to us as a city to be able to work towards balancing our budget. Um, you know, we have two separate courthouses, one for civil court, 
which is at City Hall, the other for criminal court. Um, the criminal court courthouse doesn't have adequate rooms for victims where they can uh, be, um, you know, separated, you know, while they're waiting to go in to testify. So uh, one of the things that the court system has talked to me about and representatives from the court system has talked to me about is having one centralized courthouse. I think that that would be something that we certainly would want to look at as a potential. It's really not clear if, first of all, the president-elect is going to deliver on his promise of infrastructure investment and then what sort of infrastructure he is talking about is it roads and bridges mm-hmm. and and or is it water infrastructure or is it uh private sector uh, building uh you know again infrastructure like courthouses and and uh, other uh buildings we just don't know. So I want to be prepared because we have multiple ways that we can invest in infrastructure that would be a benefit to the city of Albany. Donald Trump will be inaugurated president just a week from now. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on that? I do note there's a, I gather a kind of a protest demonstration plan for Albany the day after. Are you going to go to that? That's right. I will be here in Albany. I am traveling to Washington, D.C. next week for the U.S. Conference of Mayors. I'll be returning before the inauguration, and I will be here. And I think it is important that those who want to ensure that hard-fought rights are maintained that the work that we believe is important on behalf of refugees, on behalf of the working families here in the city of Albany, that those uh, that work continues. We want to make sure that our voices are being heard. Do you, so you'll be at that demonstration? I will. Also in the news this week, an announcement from Albany Medical Center that they've broken ground for a pediatric emergency department. Uh, They've been well-known for operating a a children's hospital. Uh, Why is it important to have an emergency department dedicated to helping children? Well, you know, the examples that were given when the press conference occurred were really compelling. And when you have the sights and sounds and, and, uh, you know, really the, 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 what goes on in an emergency room on a particularly a busy Saturday night or a Friday night, uh, that can add to the trauma that children are experiencing on top of mm-hmm. the reason that they're in the emergency room in the first place. This puts Albany Medical Center really at the leading edge of what's happening in other hospitals across the country uh, that have recognized the importance of this. And I think that it is, again, a testament to the fact that Albany Medical Center has really become such an important hub for the entire region. It's really a regional medical center and that, um, you know, this new facility will provide for better care in in the capital region, in the city of Albany and in the entire region. Yeah, that's a good point that the uh, emergency room for or department for children will be geared to the to the children. I mean, there will be an effort made to make it less that, uh, overwhelming. Or that's something. right. That's right. And it'll also have those pediatric experts right there on hand. You know, I went to the emergency room uh, when we had an officer that was uh, actually in, uh, involved in a car accident um, and, you know, went to the emergency room. And whenever there is a police officer that's involved in, in the emergency room, there's a lockdown that occurs. And so, you know, just the sort of I don't want to call it mayhem. That's too strong of a word. But just all all of the upheaval that is occurring, and you think about having a sick child or an injured child that you're bringing into that environment, this will be a great asset to uh, the capital region. 
Also uh, this week, there were uh, votes in the Albany School District, both overwhelmingly approved. The first involves um, money to uh, upgrade 50 North Lark Street into a middle school, and then to the second proposal to buy the former Brighter Choice uh, Charter uh, School for uh, uh, Albany City School Department uh, use. Why was there such wide support for these measures? Well, it was tax neutral because there is state funding that's available to cover much of the costs that is going to have to be incurred to renovate, for example, 50 Lark. So this was an opportunity for the district to upgrade its facilities. Uh, And if you look at 50 North Lark, that's also where the Arbor Hill Community Center is. The Arbor Hill Community Center is in the same building as the school. And so the linkage between having a middle school there attached to the community center, I think is going to hold some really great potential for the future. This is a temporary home. The district is growing. It's really bursting at the seams. And so longer range space planning has to be done by the district. Coming up on Talk of the Town, uh, we'll talk about uh, cyber attacks, or early voting, and other topics with Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan. I'm Bob Cudmore. You're listening to Magic 590, also heard on 100.5 FM. It was this past week uh, that... Uh, The police chief, Brendan Cox, did uh, step down in a ceremony at the Albany Police Department uh, headquarters, just checking in on that. We've discussed this before. Uh, Chief Cox uh, resigned. Uh, You called him the best chief the department ever had. How are you going to... um fill that need. Well, you know, he really has changed our expectations with respect to the community's relationship with the police department, our accessibility to the police department, and the transparency of the police department. And I think he's moved the department forward. We had great leadership from Steve Krokoff before him, and Brendan was an important part of the work that Steve was doing. So he's been doing this work for many years, uh, only for 18 months or so as chief. And I think that he has created a sustainable model going forward. So in replacing him, we will be looking for, I will be looking for a person who is dedicated to the depth and breadth of neighborhood engagement that is important to our residents and the commitment to procedural justice and the commitment to having a strong, trust-filled relationship between our police department and, in particular, our communities of color. Cybercrime has been much in the news on a national level and uh, local government and also involving individuals. In fact, uh, you uh, put on uh, Facebook, I believe it was, that one of your own credit card numbers was uh, stolen recently. Governor Cuomo has proposed some legislation uh, to protect citizens against cybercrime, including creation of a cyber incident response team. Do you think that would have helped you? Well, it's not clear to me whether that would have helped, but I think that this is an important issue. And the governor is really looking at our individuals and businesses. When you look at the type of cyber attacks that occurred during this election cycle, the vulnerability of people's emails, we put a lot of things that on our computers now that would otherwise be sitting in file drawers and uh, stacks of paper in our homes that are not accessible to cyber attacks. And so I think that it is really important that we do this. You know, I received an alert from my credit card company that my card was swiped at a women's clothing store in Paramus, New Jersey, at the mm-hmm. very same time that I was sitting at home. Mm-hmm. So it is something that happens. And 
it's I, I'm fortunate that my credit card company immediately thought that there was something wrong right. and contacted me. But people, individuals such as myself are victims of this, as well as companies, not for profits and even governments uh, have been subject mm-hmm. to cyber attacks that have resulted in attempts to wire money out of accounts and to really create a lot of difficulty and, and both politically, financially, you name it. And so I think that this is something that we've got to realize. Uh, we've got to step up and ensure that just as we protect people um, by having police on the streets, that we need police uh, on the Internet mm-hmm. <laughs> helping to ensure that, that we're safe. All right. Uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York has also come out with a proposal, a completely different topic, that New York State should adopt early voting. What do you think about that? I agree 100 percent. I thought that in his farewell speech, President Obama said it well that we shouldn't be making it more difficult for people to vote. We should be making it easier for people to vote. And we have the ability and the technology to do this in a way that we should all have complete faith in. But early voting is easy. Early voting is just being able to show up and cast your vote before and so that you're not standing in line on Election Day mm-hmm. and only having one day between the hours of seven in the morning in the New York and and nine o'clock at night to cast your vote. You know, in Albany, we had didn't have a lot of issues with long lines. But when you look at other places, you had people waiting an hour, two hours, two and a half hours to vote. Uh, We should alleviate that. Many, many, many other states have early voting and New York should join them. Pedestrian safety. Albany appears eligible for a state program to improve pedestrian safety. Albany had 681 crashes involving pedestrians between 2009 and 2013. How can pedestrian safety be improved? Well, it's really twofold. It is about ensuring that we have signals, that we have clearly marked pedestrian crossings, that Drivers are educated and informed in in the city of Albany. When there is a crosswalk, pedestrians have the right of way. If it is not a signal light, pedestrians have the right of way at any time to cross that street. Um, the other piece of it is educating pedestrians. We have mm-hmm. many crashes that involve pedestrians who are crossing against a light or who are crossing in the middle of an intersection. So it is about ins- and when when there are long gaps between lights. We do try to put pedestrian crossings in place, but it's really twofold. It's making sure that drivers are slowing down and obeying traffic laws, but it's also making sure that we educate pedestrians. So funding for both um, oper- for both educating pedestrians and motorists would be welcome in the city of Albany. Do uh, jaywalkers ever get ticketed? I mean, people who cross against the light and so forth. And well, what- I, I can't speak to that. I would have to ask the police department i don't think that that happens very often but i and you know when when there is a tragic accident it's not about blaming the victim but it is about using opportunities to educate people about the importance of ensuring that they are when they're walking are alert and aware cars oftentimes will turn and even though the pedestrian has the right right of way Mm -hmm. automobiles will take that turn so it's making eye contact with the driver uh so there are things that people can do to make themselves safer as pedestrians okay 
Well, I think we can move on to some uh, shout-outs today. I do note that there's a Martin Luther King food drive, and it involves uh, City Hall, or you can, or that is the drop-off point for the food? That's right. You can drop off at City Hall now through February 15th, and uh, we have boxes set up in the rotunda. We do this every year, and it is part of a broader effort uh, for a Martin Luther King Jr. food drive that happens in the region. And the uh, Martin Luther King Day observance uh, will be coming up on Monday, January 16th. If you have the day off, come down to the Empire State Plaza and go into the convention center and enjoy what is always a very uplifting and wonderful performance. It's music. It is spoken word. It is inspirational speeches. It starts at 930. And it is a wonderful way to spend the morning of your Martin Luther King holiday. There have been improvements announced for the Port of Albany. Uh, Senator Chuck Schumer announced grants to mostly pay for a big upgrade at the port. Uh, Why is this uh, upgrade necessary or important? There is a tremendous amount of business that happens at the Port of Albany. It's a job creation center here in the capital region. And as GE uh, continues to expand and to grow and to export, It is an incredibly important hub. So the GE Power uh, Systems in Schenectady is shipping Mm -hmm. much of its, uh, many of its goods right out of the Port of Albany. And again, the, the need to expand is really driven by that business and other businesses growing here in the region.